Welcome back to another episode of Eating for Energy and Weight Loss. I'm your host, Frida Haddad. Thank you for being here today. Today, I want to share a little more with you about what it is that I do. If you've been listening for the past several weeks, you might have a general idea of what this podcast is about. Today, I'm going to give you a little bit more information. I'm going to get more specific, and I'm going to tell you how you can connect with me to ask me your questions so that they can be answered on this podcast. I'm also interested in what you want to hear about, so you will have the opportunity to do that. Keep listening. I'll give you my contact information at the end. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about what this podcast is about. Eating for energy and weight loss is exactly that. It's about learning how to eat for your body. It's about breaking free from diet culture and not counting calories and not over-exercising and finding a natural way to reach your body's natural set point for weight and for health that is only determined by you, not a BMI not a doctor, not a friend or a sibling or a parent, only by you. Eating for energy and weight loss is all about learning how to listen to your body. It's about learning to recognize and understand your body's unique signals. What are the messages that your body is sending you and what do they mean for you? Again, not what's written in a book, not what you see on the internet, What do your body's messages mean for you? How to learn to recognize them, understand them, and how to move forward with listening to them so that you can begin to heal. Eating for energy and weight loss is about healing your relationship to food, body, and weight. Our society, our culture is all about who looks better, who's slimmer, what is your pant size, are you tall enough, are you thin enough, what's your BMI? Health is related to X, Y, and Z, such and such weight. Well, you know what? Weight and our relationship to food and our relationship to our body, it's unique and different for each of us. Eating for energy and weight loss is all about healing that relationship, feeling good in your skin, loving who you are at any size and at any weight, and understanding that beating yourself up and harming yourself emotionally or physically in an effort to lose weight or to get healthy is exactly the opposite of what your body is requiring of you. Your body is asking you for gentle love and compassion so that it can heal, so that it can release the excess weight that it's carrying that it no longer needs. And it's only when you begin to heal that relationship to your body and your weight and to food and how you eat food, that your body will begin shedding any excess weight and it will begin healing and you will find yourself feeling free from pain and sickness and disease. When you heal your relationship to food, it's not just about the food that crosses your lips. It's also about healing how you eat. What are the behaviors related to how you eat? Do you trend towards binging? If you binge, do you purge? Do you trend toward restricting or calorie counting? Do you trend towards 
making bad choices or poor choices around food, even though you're aware that it doesn't feel good for you to eat those foods? These are the questions that I'll be posing to you that I hope that you'll begin answering as you continue listening to this podcast. It's my hope for you to be able to answer these questions and to be able to heal on a level that allows you to say, hey, I recognize that I have this maladaptive behavior. It's not working for me. And I recognize now, not only that I have to change for my own health and for my own well-being, but also now I know how to implement those changes. I don't have to do it alone. I have answers. I have keys. I've unlocked a hidden part of myself that now I'm beginning to understand. And now I know how to traverse the unknown. I know how to go inside without fear. And I know how to heal these parts of myself so that I can stop hurting myself with these eating behaviors. Eating for energy and weight loss is about healing on a cellular level while reducing your toxic load. Your toxic load is any amount of toxins that the cells in your body can hold before they get overflowed. If you think of each cell as a bowl or a cup, and you imagine filling that bowl or cup with dirt, let's call the dirt the toxins in your body. These toxins come from the air we breathe, the water we drink, the foods we eat, our personal care products such as shampoo and conditioner, body soap, lotion, women, I'm talking to you, your cosmetics, lipstick, blush, eyeliner, all of these things are going into your body. Let's not forget chemicals such as hair dye and hair products. Those things are seeping into our scalps and infiltrating all of our cells. Okay, so your bowl or your cup is filled with dirt from all of these toxins. What happens when the dirt gets to the brim of the bowl or the cup? It begins to overflow. When your bowl or your cup gets filled with dirt and it overflows, this is reflected in your body with sickness, disease, things like asthma, mucus in your throat, skin conditions such as eczema, psoriasis, hair falling out, poor skin such as acne or miscolored skin. A lot of women go and get chemical peels to even the, the tone of their skin. Well, reducing your toxic load will give you that healthy natural glow without any of these artificial concepts to help you achieve that goal. You'll also feel better. You'll be sick a lot less. It'll increase your immunity. You'll have a lot more natural energy and you will have a renewed zest for life. Eating for energy and weight loss is all about increasing your natural energy without caffeine or stimulating drinks such as Red Bull, Monster, or any of the other products out there on the market. Eating for energy and weight loss is about increasing your natural nutrient absorption. What that means is most of what we eat gets passed through to our colon and we don't actually get any of the nutrients from it. If you're spending any money at all on organic food, you're pretty much throwing $100 bills out the window as you drive down the freeway. Seriously, I mean it. 
because you're probably not absorbing half the nutrients you could be if you're not slowing down with food or eating in a certain type of way, mentally, emotionally, physically, behaviorally. There's this whole concept behind it. Most of what you're eating is not getting absorbed in your intestines due to a whole number of different factors. And it's just getting pushed through to your colon and it's leaving you feeling tired, lethargic, uncomfortable. You're probably experiencing things like gas and bloating. Maybe you have symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome, either runny bowels or chronic constipation. I can pretty much assume that most of you suffer from brain fog or some, some level of confusion or difficulty with concentrating. Maybe you have lethargy or you find yourself in a food coma. You have trouble waking up in the morning and feeling energized and ready to start your day. If you experience any of these things, then I encourage you to continue listening to this podcast because this and more, this and more, my friends, will all be covered. Your questions will be answered in this podcast every week. I hope you'll stay tuned. I hope you'll send me your questions and I hope you will email me with information that you want to learn about. I'm truly, truly interested in your story, in who you are, in what you're experiencing. And I want to help you. That's why I'm here. My goal here is not about me. My goal here is about you. My goal here is to teach you and empower you and to make you realize that you're in charge of your own health. Nobody can tell you what you need to do for your own health besides you. You take what you learn here and you see what is suitable and what fits within your life and your lifestyle and you go on and make those changes. Whatever doesn't work for you, leave it at the door. No problem. My feelings won't be hurt. No harm, no foul. This is all about reclaiming your individuality, reclaiming your health and advocating for yourself and your health and your wellness. You pay doctors. They work for you. If you know there's something wrong, if you're feeling something that doesn't feel right and you see a doctor and they tell you there's nothing wrong, please go find another doctor. You know yourself better than any doctor does. You know yourself better than I do. That's why I want you to reconnect with me and tell me your story and tell me what you're experiencing so that I can share more information to help you because if chances are, if you're feeling something, somebody else is feeling it too. If you experience anything like emotional eating, stress eating, fluctuating weight, lethargy, food coma, binging, purging, calorie restriction, um, obsession with your weight, constant constant um, weighing of yourself, maybe a daily or a mo- more than once a day weighing of yourself, then this is the place for you to receive support and encouragement and empowerment to understand what signals your body is sending you and why. Because those things are SOS calls that your body is trying to send you to show you that something is unaligned, something is amiss. And it actually, most of the time, has nothing to do with weight and it has nothing to do with willpower. And most of the time, it has nothing to do with food. I'm here to let you know that you are supported here. 
Okay, so that's what eating for energy and weight loss is all about. I want to share with you now a few little known things about myself so that you can get to know me better. Once again, my name is Rita Haddad. I'm your host of Eating for Energy and Weight Loss. One thing that very few people know about me, unless you live locally, because I'm, I'm off of all social media, unless you met me locally or you live locally, most people don't know this about me, but I'm a holistic psychotherapist. What that means is I have a degree in counseling, but it's not just about sitting and telling me your problems. It's about looking at the whole individual to see where we can draw from different experiences to help you on your healing journey. I don't focus just on talk therapy. I also use art therapy and I use the modalities that I'm implementing here, looking at food and how food might be contributing to your depressive symptoms or how food might be contributing to your symptoms of ADHD, for example. I'm also a holistic practitioner. What that means is I like to encourage people to heal naturally or through natural modalities as often as possible. There are actually very few instances where medication is absolutely necessary. And in those instances, I want to encourage you to seek out your physician and get the medication that you need. But oftentimes, things like heartburn, ADHD, or symptoms of ADHD, for example, stomach problems, headaches, muscle aches, inflammation in your joints, most of the time, these things can be remedied on their own with the right modalities, with the right kind of help. Most of these things do not require medication and medication will actually make them worse. You will learn more about my approach to healing naturally as you continue listening to this podcast. I'm a certified Reiki master and energy healer. So what that means is I look at all the energy of the body. So we are pulsating beings of energy. Our heartbeat creates energy. Our brain waves create energy. Our fingertips create energy. That's how we're able to use touch screens. And I look at all of this energy and I can visualize inside of your body what feels right and what doesn't. And I also use my tools to help me. It's not all just about me. I'm able to use my tools to help me to help you to clear and balance and align your energy inside of your body. This often leads to a great amount of healing. I blend my own custom essential oils. What that means is I buy these really amazing top shelf essential oils from a reputable internationally known country. And then I create these customized blends. All of my blends are therapeutic. What that means is that My blends are customized in order to help you physically or emotionally or energetically in some way. You can check out the blends I've already have on my website, which is listed below, or you can also email me your custom blend order. For example, I have a weight loss blend. The weight loss blend is all about helping you to reduce cravings, keeping your blood sugar stable, and helping with the balance of your hormones that trigger hunger and fullness so that you can truly eat when you're hungry and you can recognize when you're full before you've overeaten. 
I'm an author. I've written a book by the same name as this podcast, Eating for Energy and Weight Loss. In my book, I outline five simple and actionable steps that you can take every time food is about to pass your lips that will help you with the things that I mentioned earlier. Not just the physical symptoms such as the gas and the bloating and the constipation or the runny bowels, but also with healing your relationship to food, body, and weight. Also with, excuse me, increasing your nutrient absorption, letting go of that food coma or that lethargy, reducing your brain fog, all of the such. Accompanying that book are two journals. The Mindset Makeover Workbook is a 90-day journal that's designed for you to work at your own pace. This journal is designed to help you heal your relationship to food, body, and weight. It's organized in such a way that you'll begin to discover what your true beliefs are around food, body, and weight, and then to help you to heal them. This workbook is complete with exercises, as well as spaces for you to journal your own thoughts and experiences. The second is a 30-day food and symptom tracking journal. And what this is for is this allows you to get off of that bandwagon of scheduling cheat days or feeling like, excuse me, like you fell off of the wagon with your diet because you ate the wrong foods. This journal is really designed to be done every single day for 30 days. And the reason is because as much or as little as you track of the foods that you eat is as much as, as, as much or as little as you will get out of this journal. The more specific information that you track in here, the more you'll be able to recognize what foods don't feel good to you and what foods do feel good to you, which foods are life-giving and which foods are energy-draining. Okay, something else that most people don't know about me is that back in 2012, when I was pregnant with my first child, I filmed in a prenatal workout DVD video. So I filmed this video with two girls who were also pregnant at the time. We were all due right around the same time of year. And these young women were professional dancers. One Um, Actually, both of them were Broadway stars, but one of them had a history as a Radio City Rockette. And of course, who am I? I didn't do any of that. I was not a professional dancer. So I was so honored to not just be in their presence, but to have been invited to partake in this experience of filming this video. It was truly an amazing experience, once in a lifetime opportunity. And we were flown to a beautiful mansion in Florida where the whole video was filmed in this entire scene of white marble. It was amazing and incredible. So that's something most people don't know because I myself often forget that I did that, but it was fun and amazing and wonderful. And if you can find it out there, let me know. Let me know you found it. So, excuse me, I am a certified scuba diver. A lot of people don't know this. I learned how to scuba dive in the Pacific, which is insane because if anyone has ever been in the Pacific, you know it's cold and cloudy, and it's often hard to see past your arm's length. There's kelp everywhere. It's so easy to get tangled up in the kelp, which is what makes the the Pacific beautiful, but it's also what makes it incredibly hard to scuba dive. So I was told during that time 
that if you can dive the Pacific, you can pretty much dive anywhere in the world outside of the extreme, like the Arctics, right? So outside of the extreme ocean climates. It was on the ocean floor that I learned how to talk to my anxiety for the first time to help me work through my panic and my fear of breathing underwater. <laughs> this was many, many years ago. So that was a an important moment in my growth journey as I was learning to do something I had always wanted to do but never thought I would actually ever do. So that was a huge milestone for me. That was back in 2010. I've mostly dove the Caribbean, um, many different places along the Caribbean, and three times, three times I've been able to push through my fear and dive at night, which is super creepy. I mean, all the beautiful, colorful schools of fish that you see when you're snorkeling or when you're on a boat with a glass bottom, they all go away at night, and the creepy fanged fish with muted color scales like they're not colorful they're all silver or black or not full of vibrant colors they all come out at night and they have these creepy red eyes and they're really scary and if you're not lucky enough to be diving with someone who's got a huge headlight or a giant light on their camera that will allow you to see in enough of a circumference to help you to feel safe then I highly don't recommend diving at night. It is creepy. I know grown men who will not do it. Three times I've pushed through the fear because I felt like this is something I need to do. I cannot let fear stop me from seeing what the ocean is like underwater at night. It's an incredible experience as it is during the daytime. It's almost like being in outer space, right? You're like in this other dimension, in this other world that's, I mean... I want to say it's untouched, but it's really not untouched on the surface. But when you go down a hundred feet, it's, it's truly almost untouched <clears throat> by humans, aside from the very few divers who go down that deep. Now, a hundred feet is not, it's about the limitation of the standard certification for scuba diving. I wouldn't go more. I think 105 feet is the most that I went due to pressure in the water safety. Um, it gets pretty dark down that deep, so I wouldn't go further. Um, but it's amazing. The, the, uh, coral is as it's more gorgeous than what you see in pictures. It's colorful. It's fluid. It's alive. It's living. You can see it's living. I've spotted seahorses, um, schools of fish. I've seen eel and stingrays. I've seen sharks. I've swam with reef sharks and um, a couple of others I can't think of now. Anyway, it's an incredible experience. I highly recommend it if you have an opportunity to snorkel or do a weekend, certif a weekend certification for scuba diving. I highly, highly recommend it. Something that most people are shocked to learn about me is that I have moved over 20 times but only across four states. So I've spent the majority of my life in California and I have spent almost the exact same amount of time living outside of California. But when people ask me where in California did I live, it's always a complicated answer because I lived in Central California, I lived in Northern California, and I lived in Southern California. So really all over. And if you've ever been to California, then you know all three of those regions 
are like completely different states in themselves. Their climate is different. Their terrain is different. The people are different. The way people dress and behave and carry themselves is different. So even though I've lived all throughout California, it really feels like I lived in three different states during those times. I've also lived across the four states. I've lived in two capitals and two metropolises. One of those being Southern California and the other of those being New York City, which was a completely wild experience in itself. Each of the places I've lived in has been so rich with history, filled with amazing people, live and vibrant culture and food scene, music, family activities, single nightlife activities. They've all been amazing and incredible in so many different ways. One thing that a lot of people don't know about me, unless they know me personally, and now I'm sharing it with the world, is that I have four daughters. Four daughters. My daughters are all aged two to ten. And although we didn't plan it, it's so funny because the first and third have the same month birthday, and the second and fourth have the same month birthday. And that just kind of worked out naturally. So it makes party planning very simple and easy for me twice a year, which is really nice when you have four kids, by the way. So I've been blessed enough to be in such a place in my health and healing that I was able to have all four of my babies naturally and without epidural or medication or any type of medical intervention, which is a huge, huge blessing. I recognize and I'm able to see. I never want to take that for granted. I'm very thankful that I had healthy pregnancies and that I have healthy children. We have a lot of fun. My husband feels very outnumbered by the women and the estrogen in my household, but we have a lot of fun. They're creative. They love making crafts. They love to help me cook. We have a lot of fun together. Um, We homeschooled for three years, so I loved being able to watch them learn and understand their learning style. And it was also an opportunity for me to really build up their confidence and their self-esteem before sending them back out into the world to attend a traditional school. I definitely don't think it's a coincidence that I do things like eating for energy and weight loss and I have four daughters. I think I was truly put in this position to spread the word to the next generation how important it is to have a healthy body image and a healthy sense of self. I don't weigh myself or talk about my weight in front of my girls. They love to use my digital scale to weigh themselves and I encourage them to do so only reflecting how much they're growing, not reflecting the number on the scale. I'm encouraging them to learn how to eat properly as far as being aware of their hunger and fullness cues. I have one daughter who feels hungry every time she's stressed out and every time she's tired. So when we were homeschooling, it would be, you know, an hour after she'd had breakfast and she'd say, as soon as we'd sat down, she'd say, I'm really hungry. And I soon realized that when she got anxious or stressed or nervous, she felt hungry. The same happens at night before bed. When she feels too tired, it signals a stress response within her and she feels hungry before bed. At those times, I encourage her to just drink a sip of water because oftentimes thirst and dehydration 
manifest as hunger, but they're not really hunger. But that's a signal that you can recognize that you will often respond to. So a small sip of water usually helps. I'm also teaching my girls how to listen to their body signals about fullness. When do I feel full? It's easy to overeat and get a second helping, especially when the food is just so good. And when you're feeding six people, there's not always a guarantee that there will be food left over the next time you are hungry. So it's understandable why sometimes they want to overeat. I've been put in a position to teach them how to have a healthy body image, how to have a healthy body weight, and how to have a healthy relationship with food so that as they grow into flourishing, beautiful young women, they're not hating on themselves, wishing they look different, feeling uncomfortable in their skin, fighting with themselves to lose five more pounds. It's not an easy task, but thankfully, 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 I've been blessed with so many gifts to be able to be right exactly where I need to be to help my girls to achieve this and to help you. Thank you for listening this far. I hope you've enjoyed what you've learned today, and I hope you'll tune back in next Thursday for another episode of Eating for Energy and Weight Loss. Again, visit my website, SantaAnimaWellness.com. The link should be below. And contact me and share with me your story, your questions, and let me know what you want to hear about in future podcasts. See you next time.